Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's、uh, Ali Ramirez, the first time parent. I'm here at home. I hope you're at home. We're all at home. If you're not at home, that's okay, I guess, but you should be home.、I'm、not shaming you, not at all. I'm、uh, very excited to have our, my next guest. Always been a positive force. She's always been a, a powerful force.、Uh, she is、uh, now a licensed marriage and family therapist. She specializes in trauma and reparative and normative, normative parenting. Almost doctor, Carly Wildstein. Hi, Carly. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. That was a tongue twister right there.、Um, <laughs> but it's only because you have so much background and so much education. So、yes. I'm currently getting my PhD psychology with a specialization in trauma and disaster relief.、Um, and and where does the、uh, reparative normative parenting come from? Once I got my、uh, my master's in psychology with a specialization in marriage and family therapy,、um, I come from both my parents are psychotherapists. Oh wow! Okay.、Um, they're both PhDs. They're licensed clinical social workers. I was always destined to be、um, <laughs> my second career. I've just always loved psychology. So my mom,、um, Dr. Kate Messina,、uh, founded and created. Wisdom Pathway Institute,、okay. which is a normative and reparative parenting model, actually、wow. um, currently named by the state of California as one of their modalities of trauma-informed treatment for what kind of the everyday person might know as group homes or foster agencies. Yeah. So the state of California really decided that we need to see trauma-informed models. Being put into places like foster agencies,、yes. wraparound agencies,、Absolutely. and group homes, and trauma-informed is—it's、um, kind of exactly what it sounds like.、Yeah. It means that we understand in 2020 that childhood adversity, that trauma, pre-prenatal trauma, in、mm-hmm. utero exposure,、mm-hmm. birth trauma. And early childhood trauma all inform the way we exist on the planet and、yes. in the human tribe. And and and,、yeah. and uh, just my basic knowledge as a parent is we're constantly told the first five: read as much as you can, sing as much as you can, play as much as you can, because a lot of those building blocks of personality characteristics is what builds that person. Yeah. So the first five, even now, really trying to get out there to new moms, the in utero experience. So one thing we know. And it's very common,、um, common practice, right? We don't drink, we don't do、right. drugs, we don't. Right. So we do, we don't do so because obviously, what enters the mother's body and bloodstream enters the baby's. Yes. So we also now understand that that is the same. This is kind of going to lead into what we'll talk about with how we transmit emotion to children. But we now know that mothers who are under emotional duress. So on one end of the spectrum, that can be. In a domestic violence relationship,、mm-hmm. or in a just a, a toxic environment in general, down to just a mom who might have predisposition to a lot of anxiety, we actually can do what's called a cortisol wash of the of the fetus in utero.、Oh, wow. So I say in kind of simplistic terms, it's like we turn on a shower 
of our cortisol and adrenaline, which are our stress, they're our fight flight chemicals, our uh-huh. hormones. And we can wash the, the infant in that, in utero. So we are seeing, right, that kiddos come out anxious and yeah. irritable yeah. from the start. And I always tell these oh, kiddos wow. when I see them in my office, it's like we got kind of, we arrived on the planet with a quote unquote anxiety disorder, but we look around and we can't figure out why we have it. That's so. And it, that might have been, yeah, it got transmitted through, through our. That's so. That I feel like that's a big aha moment for me because I, I am someone who not it's not an anxiety, but I definitely can go down a rabbit hole with my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of always been that way. If, if I let mm-hmm. my imagination or my mind just kind of wander, I end up I end up just stuck in a corner worried about something that is nowhere near possible happening. <laughs> but I've in yeah. my head, I'm like, well, that's clearly what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to make an example. I was like, it's, we don't need examples. We get it. <laughs> we all get it. Um, but that's very interesting. Again, we, we always stress the importance of in, when we're pregnant, water, vegetables. I, I hate vegetables, and I ate more vegetables than I've ever – and since, and during those nine months because, I, you know, yeah. we, we want to – we want to give our children the, the, the correct building blocks. And speaking of gild, giving our children the correct building blocks, um, what about that – how about that quarantine, huh? How about that, that – <laughs> Um, you, you mentioned Paper something about home. yeah. You, you mentioned something about uh, emotions to uh, your your our children. Uh, my my children, for example, because I can truly only talk about my children. Um, they're four years old, and uh, their sleep schedule has been terrible, just mm-hmm. terrible. They don't want to take naps, which is normal. But then they crash out at five p.m. They wake up at seven p.m. They're up till eleven p.m. Mm-hmm. and it's not helpful to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and, and as well, my husband and I are also taking naps during the day. I'm going to bed at midnight. He's waking up at 4 a.m. We're, we're, we're just trying to process what's going on. Today was a good day for the boys in terms of sleeping. We got them. They were up at like 7, I think, this morning, and then we put them down at 7. I mean, I don't think they <laughs> fell asleep till 8, but we were like, we got we to gotta get you. We got to get some type of normacy. Yeah. But they know something's up. Mm-hmm. You know, but they don't know what that is. And mm-hmm. so I guess that leads into where there's a giant elephant in the room, mm-hmm. which is the coronavirus and mm-hmm. no school and no work for some people, whether that be mm-hmm. because of unemployment or because of their staying working at home. And I went we went to the park yesterday and there was yellow tape on the playground so I had to explain you know the we can't play on the playground mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I guess where where do we go from there where are, my kids are four what's where are we do- so I think the first important thing to just say to all parents new or, or experienced is that is going back to that that emotion is contagious and this is can expand for children of all ages. So the first thing to understand with contagious, that idea is if we, if we take this from an evolutionary standpoint and we let's pretend that we're all um, a herd of deer, mm-hmm. me on the outside, I need as the deer, I see the coyote. If I can't transmit to you 50 deer in that we are in danger for our life, right? I'm going to get eaten, my friend's going to get eaten, and the coyote's going to munch its way into the herd, <laughs> then no one's going to see it coming, and we don't evolve, we don't survive. 
I am only I am only laughing because that is the simplest way that you we can just end the podcast now. That's it. We did it, everybody. This is how you explain it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. right. It's, so it's, we need from an evolutionary standpoint, we need emotion to catch. So we have we have this idea of emotion like we'll say kind of in our in our everyday slang, oh, I caught feelings. And I always say to my teenagers, no, like you did. Like <laughs> you do catch them, right? That, you know, I love I loved to use this study and I don't remember when it was done, but these researchers took a hundred people and said, would you guys be interested in skydiving, jumping out of an airplane? The only thing that you need to be okay with is right before you jump, we wanna take a swab of your sweat. And so they said, okay, so each person did and they swabbed their sweat. Then they took a secondary group and said, would you volunteer to go under a MRI? The only thing you need to be okay with is we want to wipe someone else's sweat under your nose. They said, (laughs) okay. And what they found in the people in the MRI was after the swab of sweat from the skydivers on the completely different control group, their brains lit up in the fear receptor sites wow just by smelling the fear of someone else and that's always a powerful thing when i teach parenting is that the strongest emotion in the room wins we know that if we've been in a standoff with our four-year-old mm. and their protest style yeah that's our language at wisdom pathway for tantrum but are their protest style is mighty and yes. the adults in the room are catering yes <laughs> Or losing it. Yeah, right? yes. That, that, the, that the biggest, the most powerful emotion in the room is going to be the one that everyone, like the deer, looks towards. Mm. And so to your question about just where do we go from here, the first thing we do as parents is we have to calm our emotion. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean fake it or, or, right. or not acknowledge or repress, but how we come in and what we energetically transmit the children pick up on. Well, I have to think about my choices today. They, they may not have followed <laughs> that exactly to the T, but I have tomorrow. I have another day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that is very, again, simple words. We, we have to, and again, you're saying acknowledge it because we are, mm-hmm. we are afraid. I, 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 again, I can speak for myself. I am afraid. I am anxious. And my fear kind of comes from the unknown. Mm-hmm. But right, that doesn't mean I need to be screaming around like I'm going to jump out of a plane. I, I can right. still be grounded and calm. For, right. and, and for me, for, for luckily, my husband was that today. He was calm. Mm-hmm. He, he was mm-hmm. the strongest emotion. And he mm-hmm. was able to relax everybody. Exactly. And, um, okay, so that's step one. And I think that mm-hmm. can go across the board, would you say, mm-hmm. not, just, not, not just for parents. If you're self-parenting, if you yes. just across the board, yes. calm, calm your emotions. Acknowledge it yes. and calm your emotions. Yes, because there, there is a difference when we, for, for all the parents who have little ones, we can see, or any of us who have a really bad day, we can see the difference between what, what we call embodied emotion, mm-hmm. right? And then, and my capacity when I teach kids and adults too, I say we have to be able to, in order to, to tame our emotions, we have to be able to name them. 
So children, obviously pre-verbal, right. are embodied. They don't know what's happening. They're upset. You took their 10th cookie. They fling themselves back on the ground. Yes. They are embodied. As we get older, obviously, and then into adulthood, we want to have mastery. We want to have skill. doesn't mean that we don't slip. doesn't mean that we're not perfect. But so when we come in and we're able to convey, this is serious, uh-huh. and I am nervous, especially as children are older, right? Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm pretty worried about this. But we're not the two-year-old that's flinging themselves on the ground. Right. Because that becomes what our children go, uh-oh. Right. Look what she's doing. I better do that, too. Right. Because, yeah, if she if she's the one in charge or he's the one in charge, if that's their reaction, I, I must, that must, that's the norm, right? That's the yes. normal. I see, I see. Right. Yeah. Now, it doesn't sound like there's an age where, at any age, a child is going to reap off of their parents. Does that mm-hmm. switch at any point as they get older? Or is it is there, oh, they're always going to look for the strong emotion in the room? So if we're working on the, you know, from a, from a reparative parenting model where, you know, this is obviously, so if there's any parents who are working, you know, have any foster and adopt kiddos, mm-hmm. have any kiddos with profound trauma, this is going to exacerbate that, right? If you have any youngster who is fearful of the world, mistrusting of the adults and how they manage um, big events, this is obviously, we're gonna see all the symptoms get bigger. So if we just go from a normative parenting stance where we have, you know, loving and grounded and and good enough, that's what we say in psychology, it's that we're not, no one's perfect, but it's the good enough mom and dad (laughs) and the good enough childhood that, by adolescence, we're going to see a lot of, um, you know, I have my own thoughts and feelings about this, but right. certainly if I am well attached and attuned and I feel safe within my family, the coding, the neuronal network of my brain is going to say, what do they think? Mm-hmm. Let me, let me look to them because they are the bosses of our little tribe. Right. Um, but I think certainly when they're younger, they're feeling us. They don't understand the vocabulary. Yes. But they're feeling us. And then, you know, as early teens, they're definitely understanding us and feeling. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So step one, emotion is uh, contagious. We, mm-hmm. we got to keep calm. We have to, again, we're not perfect, but we are, uh, most of us are trying to be masters of this skill. The mm-hmm. skill mm-hmm. of emotion, is that... I mean, sim- simply put, as as can be. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, uh, you sent over a, a chart that I'm that I'm looking at. Um, you've kind of split it up from parents from uh, four to eleven, and then parents with teens. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to dive into kids right now, or do you wh- sure. where, where do you want to go? Uh, so obviously, though, to our earlier point, everything below four, right? We're really just there's no. Um, explanation needed we may be saying things we teach at at WPW we teach the phrase this is what we do and how we do it Mm -hmm. right that parents are the guides of the universe to children they take them on a tour of the planet this is what we do here and how we do it so this is also what we're doing now we're also saying okay so this is what we do when the big people in charge of where we live or the country we live in say we can't play on parks this is what we do. We follow rules, mm. right? And we follow mommy and daddy's rule or daddy and daddy's rule, mommy and mommy's rule. We follow the grown-ups' rules. Right. Um, 
and that's what we do. So uh, anything below four, they're not really understanding a lot of what we're talking about anyways. Yes. Um, so no need to say, you're not in school because there's a big virus. Right, 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 right. right. They're, yeah. they're home. And for most, and not all, but for most kids under four who aren't already in school, this is just a normal, this is a normal day to them. If yeah. anything, big brother and big sister are home. Yep. It, it's still the same eat, play, diaper, potty. Right. Yeah. Right. And again, other than the, the, the heightened emotions that they're now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So then older than four, so four to 11. So I think it always starts with know your kid, mm-hmm. right? Is your kid a temperament that needs to externally process? That kid might be easier to spot their fear. They're right. going to come to you with big, oh, my God, are we dying? What's happening? Is the world <laughs> going to end? Right. right. That, that, and right. It may be very overwhelming to field, but we're going to know that they're scared. Right. Then there's temperaments where we might see more intense irritability or anger. Mm. Right. And that might be the parent who knows what I think I know about my kid is that fear is <laughs> fear is scary. So... <laughs> It's easier to be mad. Yes. It's easier to say, this is a stupid rule and I hate being home and, yeah. you know, those gross kids got me sick or things like yeah. that. But we really, we're really knowing, hmm, I wonder if this is my kid actually being afraid. And then we have our real internalizing kids who may not be sharing that they're scared. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to just assume, oh, well, they're just playing. They're fine. Right. Right. We want to give them a window and they may not take it. They are kind of our kids. Their temperament is they don't really want to spend a lot of time being emotional. So mm-hmm. they may just want, I always call it like a little, they are, there are kids that have like a drive by moment of emotion. <laughs> and by the time we're like, Oh my God, Oh my God, tell me about the day. They're like, I already did. I said it was fine. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> man. They won't give us any more. Oh, I, I want to say that might be one of my kids, but I don't know. My kids are talkative. <laughs> they're four. They're, they're, they're just talkative yeah. right now. They're, they're excited. Yeah. You know, they're, they're at the age where, like, the dog jumps up, and they're like, oh, right, you took my French fry. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. don't let him do mm-hmm. that again. Mm-hmm. Good talk. And then they run out of the room. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's – so, okay. So there's – and obviously, again, each parent knows their own child. They know when their child is – I don't want to say acting abnormally, but obviously showing mm-hmm. signs that there is there is something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are definitely right about the anger. Um, one of mm-hmm. my boys, and again, he is four. Uh, I'm getting a lot of no from him because he's mm-hmm. because we're home all the time. I'm having him do more chores, which he does not like. Because now, because mm-hmm. now he's like, I don't. Why do I have to pick up? <laughs> why do I have to put my plate in the sink after I eat? Why do I pick up this mm-hmm. toy? Like this thing's just happened, and now. I have to do it. And he's very angry about it. Yeah. But I think it's, again, it's just the change because mm-hmm. he's home. He's home now. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. home. There's make, yeah. You can do it. You can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's so interesting. I feel like, I feel like that's something from acting, too, of, like, and yeah, anger is the first response to fear or, or to... Or maybe that's just something, a, a general idea of when you're, when you're scared, right, anger is an easier mm-hmm. emotion than, mm-hmm. or more comfortable emotion than yeah. fear. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for a lot of 
people that is easier to manage mm. um, than than what fear feels like. Yeah. I am certainly someone who would rather be on the front lines of social justice going, these things need to change than any sort of second of having to go, oh God, I'm very nervous about this situation. I find it easier to channel my fear into more. I mean, that's where we get um, in my practice. I teach a lot about the brain. Um, That's where we get into our fight flight. There are those of us on the planet who exist as more flight, step back from conflict, more people who step towards conflict. And so obviously fear is a conflict. This environment is poses a conflict for us, right? Conflict meaning a disruption in our homeostasis. So, right, who among us have taken this and gone ah, towards it? Yeah. And, and who have gone, oh my God, oh my God, get me out. How far can I get from this? There's no wrong, no, no, right. which one is better or worse. Um, I'm... I learned so much at, on this podcast, <laughs> and I and I I didn't I didn't realize that that this is a mm-hmm. this is a conflict. Mm-hmm. It, it's a conflict on where I need to go. It's a conflict on yes. where I want to be. It's a conflict on yeah. what I want to do. Yeah, and yeah. and it act it. Mm, I think it makes me feel better knowing that it's a conflict and that uh-huh. I made that I had a choice because I could have fought. Uh-huh. And pushed, but I went. No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna flee. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get my my food, and I'm gonna, you mm-hmm. know, make sure the pets have food, and we're gonna stay in my little home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is a conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, wow. And there's a part of our brain, and this is maybe a little off topic, but it's yeah. maybe worth mentioning. And the fancy term for it is the amygdala. Its job is to look for danger in the environment. When we talked about the deer. Yeah. That's the part of the deer. It, it doesn't sleep. It actually scans the envi- environment for danger 24-7. And so for many people, we might take some example in people who are really still denying the truth of this. Right. Which that there you know, are. their amygdala is registering it as maybe frightening. And mm-hmm. their lower brain, their, their fight flight, their primitive brain have really come up and said, let's use denial. Let's use avoidance. Mm-hmm. Um for many people who are having panic attacks or whose children are experiencing panic, mm-hmm. that um, that's also a big response to the to to the amygdala. That the lower brain is panicked um, and gives us all the cortisol and all the adrenaline. And to your earlier point about the spiraling thoughts, yeah. um, So you know, I think that's. That's also how we know that the brain has spotted danger, right. conflict, right. Um, and is trying to respond to it. It also brings up the point that this is conflict, and I don't know how to solve it. And, mm-hmm. I, don't, and I don't think it's my job to solve it. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a conflict, and I just can't throw chocolate at it, you know? Like, I yes. can't. <laughs> it's the idea that I don't have an answer and that I'm not going to find an answer. That at some yeah. point I'm just waiting for someone to go, okay, go outside. Yeah. Go back to yeah. school. And, and I imagine that uh, this is what every parent is really facing to some degree is how do I also answer unanswerable questions for my children? Right. right. How do I, you know, I don't, I don't know when you can go back on the playground. Mm-hmm. I don't know when you can see your friends. I am 
so sorry that you missed your prom, like, you know, or you can't take your driver's test that, you know, and I don't have any answers. And so in more classical psychology and and a model called DBT, uh, that really stresses distress tolerance, right? So what are we doing right now with our children that helps them manage the distress? Yeah that's going on yeah because that's actually all we're doing we're just learning to manage so that you know um handout that i made is Mm -hmm. really not about you're not fixing anything right and you know we're not we don't none of us can can have answers or fixes all we can kind of do is try to help children manage yeah what's going on right now so i think for the four to eleven year olds when they ask questions our simple answers are designed to, you don't, you're not, you don't need to be wiser than you are, right? right? You don't have the answer and that's okay. So that's a great answer. Yeah. You know, I don't know when we can go back to ice skating or soccer. I feel very confused too. I wonder if you have any emotions or thoughts about missing ice skating. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. if you do, I'm here and we can talk about it. Uh, if they're like, yes, please. I'd, I'd love to spend the next hour talking about how I miss soccer. Yeah, absolutely. It's understandable. And then at about a, you know, 30 minutes in, we're going to wrap it up because we, you know, sometimes we have our kids that could talk for hours mm-hmm. and hours and actually they just get more and more worked up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're keeping everything with our youngsters simple. Right. No scary details. Right. No, you know, 50% of Californians or Italy's, you know. Right. The they, wor- no, no, no. They, you know, it, worst virus since the, you know, the Spanish flu. It's like. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't help me, the 30 something yes. year old. That's not going to help yes. an eight year old. Yes. Yes. Right. And I, right. and I think that's uh, manage, manage is yes. the word manage, managing our children's emotions and, and I think we like, I think we try as parents to manage the information that gets to our children because mm-hmm. okay, obviously some, like my, my children are, again, they're four, they, they play with an iPad, they watch Netflix and they have like an ABC game. They don't, they don't have access. I hate when they're on YouTube, like I hate it, but they mm-hmm. don't have access that maybe a nine or a 10 year old has. And so maybe mm-hmm. this is also a good opportunity for parents to go, hey, stick to these. You know, you don't need to be reading the new. You stick to, to what the things that are fun. Stick to a video game. Stick to mm-hmm. this book. Stick to mm-hmm. not the updates of our president right now. Like just right. let, 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 right. me, let me be that filter for you. And I love that. And we would say, hey, you know what? This is what we do and on the planet parents, Mm -hmm. right? I I one time worked with a family and I told the mom, I'm stealing this from you. She said, you know, she said to her kiddo, sometimes you got to take stuff off your plate and slide it onto mine because parents' plates are supposed to be a little heavier. And I love that, right? So that we want to be saying, hey, this is what we do on the planet. Parents take care of kids and we try to answer questions and I will, I will do my best to know everything I can know about this. But I also say to parents, you know, because your kids are at home does not mean endless media time. And we really want to be on top of that because especially for the older kids, the access to maybe more commercial media outlets yeah. 
is going to give us a lot of 55 signs that you have corona. And, you know, we have a 15-year-old who is not quite yet, um, well, we have a lot of adults, too, who can't really <laughs> discern right. what is factual academic literature and what is an op-ed or, you know, a, a Tumblr piece. Correct. You know? Correct. And I, so I think, but for the youngsters, they're looking at us going, yeah. what do we do here? And it's totally fine as parents to be like, no idea, never been here before, yeah. no one on the planet's done this yet. So taking a second to collect yourself as a parent, right? You got to be all right. You have to do your deep breathing, your sleeping, your showering, yep. your hygiene, your eating. You know, if you're a single parent, really reaching out to your community to say, I need some support here. Yeah. If you're a two-parent household or an intergenerational household, you know, relying, just like you were saying with your you and your husband yep. today, you know, you got to tag me out because I'm going to be the deer that's going to just sound the alarm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's not, it's not even a plan. It just, some, I, I woke up this morning like, oh, right, I'm going to do things. And then around like 10 a.m. I was like, nope, uh, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I, I got it. Uh, I couldn't form sentences. I couldn't, yeah. I ate half a sleeve of, or I ate a whole sleeve of Oreos. Okay. That was my breakfast. <laughs> not a joke. That's what happened. And my husband was like, maybe we don't need Oreos for breakfast. And I was like, why don't we just relax? Like, like it was his fault that I ate the Oreos. Um, yeah. Well, that sounds like uh, great advice for, again, parents, for foreign. It sounds like great advice for adults. I, I keep yeah. throwing the word parent in there because this is a, quote, parenting podcast. Yeah. But I, I truly, if you're listening and you don't have kids, I truly meant this conversation to be just as an adult to parent yeah. yourself because it's yeah again we're in uncharted territory we're Absolutely. in we're we're yeah. in a, yeah yeah and i think you know amends making is a big part of uh, the parenting program that we teach and that's that's really big that parents and kiddos are going to lose themselves yeah and it's okay but coming back together and amends making both from the parent's perspective and the child's perspective right if the kiddos, you know, lose themselves and their emotions and their behaviors get out of hand, that we return to a, hey, this is not what we do. And we, are, especially with young kids, we want to name those feelings. Yeah. Looks like you're feeling bored. Looks like you're feeling <laughs> worried. Looks like you're feeling, you know, especially for our youngsters, we want to have a family plan. What do we do in boredom? Yeah. Right, because this is not, you know, in summer vacation, we can be like, oh, you're bored? Go outside. Oh, you're bored? Figure it out. We're leaving for ballet in an hour. Right. But right now, boredom is a real big piece of it for adults as well. Yeah. Right. So having a family boredom plan. What are the things we do when we're bored? What are the things we do not do when we're bored? Yeah. What are ways to ask for help when we're bored? Yeah. But I think I'm always encouraging parents, especially right now, don't wait for that to occur. Have it ready. Have it ready. Oh yeah. Cause because you're right. It's so easy. Uh it's so easy to just go on your phone and then yeah. I'm scrolling and I'm not with my children. I'm not with my yeah. family. And um yeah, absolutely. Uh one of the silly things that we're doing right now, and it's so silly, um, my husband has a PlayStation 4 and there's a new baseball, MLB twenty twenty. Shout out. And uh, so he's playing it, and the kids, I don't think they think it's real baseball. I think they recognize it's a game. 
but they're asking questions. Who's that? That's the catcher. Oh, he goes to first base. Like they're cheering on like it's a real game. And mm-hmm. so <clears throat> it's been a new thing that we do where they'll have snack time. He'll play the game and we'll talk about it like it's a real game. Like oh, the guy mm-hmm. hit to first base. All right. He, he's going to score. Oh, two outs. Just, tr- just uh-huh. to get the basic. We're basically teaching baseball through a video game. <laughs> yeah. But like this is our little like this is our fun little thing to do because they get to watch what they feel is somewhat of TV. My husband sure. gets to play the video game, and we all get to experience what we're hoping will be baseball season when that comes around. You know, like we're yeah. we're you know we're prepping them for when they do get to go to a baseball game. Um, but that's just a silly thing that just kind of yeah. popped up because I was like, well, yeah, they're they're interested in this. Great, let's yeah. let's jump on this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's it's um it's you know. We're going on, I think this is like day 10 is when, because we, we, we bunkered down on the 13th, so it's been about 10 days. No one saw that. I, I mean, I didn't see it two weeks ago. I, I, I was in denial for a hot minute because I was like, no, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's going to be yep. fine. Yep. Why, why are people yep. staying at home? Yeah, I think most people did. And so, you know, that's also okay as parents, as you know, this isn't something you were gearing up for. Yeah. So it sprung on everyone. So I've been telling, you know, all of my clients, any of the stuff that you were dealing with, struggling with, working on, that did not magically go away because (laughs) of COVID-19. That is probably exacerbated. Yeah. Right. So like, you know, if we were struggling with bedtime before, we are struggling with bedtime now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so that is completely fine you know just just knowing that and and youngsters like we don't have to hit them over the head with it they're good you told them you talk to them this is what we do I love that phrase hey this is what we do now we did that before I'll let you know when we go back to that yeah but this is what it's just kind of like taking a kid to you know Disneyland and saying, this is what we do when we're at Disneyland. Right. Remember how this is what we do at grandma's house, but this is what we do at Disneyland. Yeah. Kids love rules, especially youngsters. Yeah, they do. It's weird to say, but they love to come home from school and be like, oh my gosh, guess what? You know, in Miss Carly's class, we sit crisscross applesauce. <laughs> like they're the only kid on the planet that's right. ever learned that they rule. They invented it. It's magical. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, just just a quick recap on this before we, we move on to the, the older the older young adult children mm-hmm. um little kids anything under four they are they're they're just having a day of their lives they don't even mm-hmm. understand but obviously we always want to keep um our emotions controlled calm yeah controlled uh, yeah. from four to 11 you know we want to definitely open up that door if they do want to talk mm-hmm. about why <laughs> they can't do something why Mm-hmm. school's out, why they can't see their friends, why they can't mm-hmm. see their grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't want to harp on it because otherwise we're going to get lost in that thought. We just want to let them express themselves and, and kind of wrap it up and let them know that mommy and daddy, we don't know either. <laughs> and yeah. we're having, we're confused too, but we're here with you and we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and when, you know, we, and when we hear information, we'll filter that to you when we feel it's important of, hey, I heard basketball starting up in three more weeks. Yeah. Mate, you know. Yep. 
Um, I, I have another question about this age group. Um, is it is it safe or is it wise to say, you know what, in September we're going to go do a trip? Is, is it good to set goals or is, at this time is it best to just kind of wait to see where we are? I think I would wait. I think the youngsters, um, September is still an abstract concept. So we might say that to your sons and they would go, where's September? Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where is that right. thing? I see the cat. I see the table. But right. That, where's that September? Right, right, right. Um, so I think, you know, that's probably just extra work for parents. Yeah. And I think, you know, a 10 or 11 year old might hold on to that. Okay. And we don't know, right? We don't want right. to say we're going to Disneyland in September and then, you know, mom has been out of work so long that we can't afford it. Right. So we can say, you know, we can make a vision board. We can make a dream, you know, a dream bucket where we write all the things that we can't wait to do. To do. But I think it's also important for parents of children of all ages to say why we're doing this. Why are we not playing on the swings? Right. Why are we? not saying so we're saying this is what we do and how we do it we protect one another we love one another right we look out for people who can't look out for themselves anymore right so as they get a little older kids love to be a part of things so we might be able to say like do you know anyone who probably really benefits from us staying inside have you ever well i say this to me do you know anybody in your school who would really be thankful that we all stayed inside or, oh, grandma, like, don't you, right. grandma would be really, you know, happy that we, because that's part of what we do as a human tribe. We love and we care for one another. Yeah. And so they, they, then they have, then they're bought in. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. They're in on something. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, can you imagine when you're as old as mom and dad, <laughs> you will tell your kids that you were part of, of doing the right thing of protecting people. That's so, kids are like, yeah. Oh my God. I, I'm, right. you got me. I'm motivated. Let's go. Let's go. Let's <laughs> yeah. Bunker down. Yeah. yeah. And, and kid, ah, they just, kids are great. Kids yeah. are great. They really are. Yeah. I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's bad kids. I think kids can do things for attention in bad ways. Mm-hmm. I think kids can misbehave because of things in the past that they are working through. But kids in their purest sense, kids who, mm-hmm. eh, eh, YouTube videos of kids and puppies uh, all day. I can watch just <laughs> just joy all day. Yeah. Great. Um, is there anything else you want to add to that or would you like to? No. Because I, I think the next. Just using the unifying language. But yes. we just said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I, so uh, the next section I want to dive into is uh, I'm going to say a little tougher only because I, I personally don't deal with this age group anymore. Um, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't even think I have cousins in this age group. Uh, that's not true. I have a couple, a couple cousins that are in this age group, but I don't see them often enough to really interact with, with a 16 year old or a 12 year old or 13 year old. Sure. So I know, um, my, my very limited information on this age group is developmentally, uh, middle schoolers turn from looking to adults to looking to each other yep uh in terms of uh, what to do yep. and then in high school it shifts back to teachers but in a different way because they now have the emotions of an adult 
or the physical hormones of an adult. It, it, it's all, it's all, it's a big transition period, uh, the middle mm-hmm. school, high school, and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of all I know developmentally about this age. So adolescence, it's interesting because it's such like um, it's a tough time for parents. Yeah. But one of the things that we can understand from an evolutionary standpoint is that 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 bucking against the system and the system as the parents and is actually has a design. It is the design is I learn how to be autonomous, Mm. right? If I just trope along behind the herd, I might stay with them forever. But if I can start to say, but I like this kind of water and I have this kind of food preference and then I start to build the brain that leads me to adulthood. Okay. So a lot of that shows up with a hormone shift of, oh, you're annoying right. and you know, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm rebelling again, raging against the machine. Right, right. You know, so and then they do and, and in high school they they turn to their peers. You know, the middle oh, okay. school and high school, we do look to our peer okay. group. It's our mini society, which is what makes high school such a brutal time. <sighs> um, you know, as someone, when I work with teens, I'm constantly trying to share and convince that there is a world outside of 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 their mini ah and when they get when they get there um it's gonna be awesome yeah yeah (laughs) but right now it's really hard so I think when working with teens we we, you know we can give them the explanation what is flattening the curve you know what is or flattening the virus what does that mean what is you know what does that mean? What do you think it means? Right. Right. What are, what are your thoughts and opinions honoring that, you know, you may have a kid that's like, this is stupid. Yeah. And we can say, yeah, tell me more about that. Right. Right. Well, I miss my friends. Yeah, absolutely. It's really hard to be told what to do, isn't it? It's really hard to adhere to rules that don't feel like they apply to us. Right. Because you don't know anyone that's sick. I hear you. Right. Teenagers, what can be a struggle, I think, for parents, and I always just plead with parents to remember, like, remember being a teenager. Yeah. And you have a lot of thoughts and opinions, and it's often not backed up with a heck of a lot of research, but it's true for you. And we mm. do the most good when we honor and validate the teen experience. I always give this example. I think I was like 16. I think a boy like asked me to a dance and then was like, never mind, I don't want to go with you. And my mom treated it with such validity. <laughs> I swear she treated it like I had been like a marriage of 20 years and has ended. And I was like gobsmacked. Like, and I, just, I don't remember who it was or what was the situation, but I remember being so validated right. in right. this experience, not her own anxiety, but this validity of, yeah. oh my God. And I, you know, I think she probably resisted as a really like strong female Josh talking. <laughs> I think she said, you know, I really understand that. And I think we can do that with, with teens yeah. in this. Some teens might really, teenagers can be inherently, and in and, and the true meaning of the word egocentric, meaning really of the self. Right. It's not intentional, but they are. They are preoccupied with their, with their beingness because they're constantly figure they're getting their Bambi legs against what their peers are doing. Correct. So they are self-centered. Yes. You may have teens that sit down and this is the one for parents. You got to hold on to your hat emotionally because you're going to get your teenagers that flounce in and say, this sucks. This is boring. 
I hate my life. And every part of your adult brain wants to be like, people are dying, people are ill. And they're going to complain about um, broccoli for dinner two times in a row. (laughs) And you're going to want to be like, oh my God, we're in a global pandemic. Back to step one, calm Uh the emotions. Yes. Oh man, I it's it's so hard to remember what it was like to be a teenager. It really is because it, it is so many lifetimes ago. Mm-hmm. Because and it's mm-hmm. there's so much that happens in your twenties that you learn yes. about yourself and and truly, I, I mean, truly become the adult. At least for me, I didn't really become yeah. the adult that I am now until I was like, oh, I'm 29. I know things. Yeah. And and you forget that when you are a teenager. You're right. Your your world is so small and it's so compact and yeah. and things like the prom, things like I have um I have I do have a cousin. I think I take it back. I do have a cousin who this was his senior year. He played football and he played he did track, which his season is now mm-hmm. over. And I, I have yet to talk to him about that. But that that was his senior year in track. He's been running. Yeah all four years like this was going to be a big year because that's how you play it out in your head right yeah um and and not and not to diminish a junior year or a sophomore year or or an eighth grade year obviously we all have different things that we look forward to and as an adult uh i i I had uh tickets to go to vegas and watch march madness i I love a good sporting event and obviously that all got canceled and i was disappointed but I felt my adult brain could wrap my head around, I have to cancel this for the safety of me and the safety of going on a plane. But how do, and again, I maybe it's a simple answer, how do you deal with that when a teenager loses that that event, that, that yeah. once, quote unquote, in a lifetime event? Yeah, I think for parents always with teenagers, try not to solve it, mm. right? Because they're very rarely looking for your solution. Right. You can't give them prom. You can't give them the, you know, the student govern, you know, body president. You can't give them their final track meet or football game. So so working not to solve and that may come in the form of Mm well-intentioned, but teenagers hear it as minimizing and they already from a, from a brain-based perspective, they're already distancing themselves from us yeah. because they're trying to be themselves. Yeah. And so they already look at the adult world going, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as we say, it doesn't matter, it's just prom, I promise you, I don't even remember my prom date, they just go, you don't get me. Yeah. And we are trying to be helpful by by contextualizing it. But I think teenagers, they we just want to meet them where, where they are. That's a right. very simple kind of therapeutic intervention. Just meet someone where they are at, right? So if we've got a kiddo that is devastated about prom, right, we can, let's just get down on the floor with them. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God, I'm hurting with you, for you. Is there anything I could do? Would you like photo? No, I don't want to wear the dress. All right, we won't even wear the dress, <laughs> but like. I'm, you know, can you, do you want to talk about it? No, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. A great thing to say to teenagers when they say, I don't want to talk about it is, and it's against a lot of the urging of, you know, what we want to say, which is just, okay, well, you know where to find me or, okay, well, I trust that if you do, you know, I'm here and then unhook. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
it's 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 so funny you say that because I feel like parenting in my in my experience there's so many steps right now a big step yeah. and I'll, I'll admit it is lying I lie a lot to my children oh Disneyland is closed today oh I I couldn't find the cookies I guess we're not having cookies oh did you tell me you want a chocolate shake they're out of chocolate shakes at in and out good lying but lying nonetheless and it's so interesting that I think there is a point where you build that trust, you build it so that they can come to you and then you have to go, okay, I've, I've opened the door, you can know you can talk to me and then I have to unhook myself. I have to, mm -hmm. I, I can't keep pushing, how are you doing, how are you doing, how was school, how was school, I, I have to unhook myself. Yeah. And I don't know when that is, I'm assuming it's around middle school when it's mm -hmm. that, you know, I... I not that I've done the best I can go go away, but simply we have a I've built a trust with you. You know you can come to me, mm -hmm. you or or your father about whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And now I, I have to just I have to unhook. I have to I have to let you make that decision. Yeah. You know? And I think honoring what they say about their experience, right? If you you might have a kiddo that you know, might have a family dynamic where your kid watches the news with you at 16 and they have a really good handle and they yeah. share the same view as you and <laughs> opening up, you know, don't, I think for a lot of parents with teenagers, you want to open up the discussion, leave room for them. What do you think? Oh, so we sat and we watched it together. What do you think yeah. of what he just said? Yeah. And let them have room for that. Now at the same time, if we're spiraling, if I've got a kiddo spiraling into, you know, this is the death of humanity. Yeah. We can we can help them with our deep breathing and mm -hmm. I promise you I'm here and I love you and I'm gonna keep us safe and you will not be hungry and I will we will not right. be homeless. Like, right. I, and I and I honor that that is what you are seeing and hearing, but I you know, that is not the reality of, you know, your father or your mother and I, whoever. Um, and asking them like, do you have any questions? Yeah. You know, do you have any questions on any words you're hearing? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, let me know. Because sometimes I have questions and I, you know, I don't know either. So yeah. just normalizing. It's, I know it must be more complicated in to actually execute this, but you, you make it sound so simple to just simply <laughs> know, to know when to treat your child as the young adult that they are and know that they're going to, be be able to talk to you but also still going okay I can tell you've you've gone a little farther down the rabbit hole so let me let me just let me just talk you into where reality is right we still have a home we still have food there's pop tarts yeah. I assume kids teenagers what there's, yeah. there's pop tarts there's tons of pop tarts yeah um yeah that's it's it's um it's a lot of very good information. Thank you so much. Because that's, yeah. that's um, and, and I think that information obviously goes without there being a giant epic pandemic yeah. disease virus. Yeah. It's a virus. Yeah. <laughs> um, what ifs? Um, but yeah, it's, it's right. It's, it's more true now than ever. And like you said before, things that you were dealing with prior to this stay at, safer at home you're still you still have to deal with it. It, it, it and it could be amplified so we really do need to step in and not wait five six weeks because that's not going to yeah. help anybody yeah you know we want to we want to get out of this stronger stronger yeah. relationships yeah 10 push-up challenge have you seen this i stop it yeah everyone stop tagging stop it i don't i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to do it i don't want to do your 10 push-ups i don't want to do it 
do it on my own yeah. time. You can't tell yeah. me to do it. <laughs> yeah, to you do. know, <laughs> can't make yeah. me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I, I feel like you've really given um, a real basic, a real simple and a really achievable plan for parents of all ages as well as self-parents. So I self-parent yourself um, on just where to go from this and, mm-hmm. and keeping that in practice. Cause yeah. You're, Cause you're right. For for some kids, maybe they need to talk every day. But maybe some kids just mm-hmm. go, "Cool, this is what's happening now." Yep. Oh, let's check in in a couple weeks. But yep. yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of teenagers, especially, are you know they miss their life. Yeah. And so I think you know, straddling the line between helping them see this is what we do on the planet again in just older kid language, right? This is what we do. We care for one another. We you know, we protect one another's tribes and, and then validating that. Yeah, man, it sucks. Yeah. This sucks totally. And that's okay too. competing ideas. That's a really important thing. It's okay to say it sucks. And I wish I was at prom at the same time, say, I know that I need to like, look out for people Yeah. and, and do what's being asked of us. That's, that's okay too. That's for adults too. competing ideas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. You're so welcome. Um, you definitely gave me uh, a lot to digest, and, and I hope uh, listeners, you too. Um, is there uh, anything that you want to plug or anything that we can find you? Uh, I'll definitely have you up on the website uh, in terms of more information and the stuff that you shared with us. Um, yeah. I, I know you, you have a, 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 you're an active um, a therapist. You, you're working six days a week. Yeah. Um, and that was before all of this. And, you know, it's, um, yeah. Thank you so much for, for the, the time and energy and the money that you've put into being this amazing uh, person of knowledge. And thank you again uh, for thank you. for sharing. Yeah. I, I hope to check in with you yes, when we're closer too. to the end, which yes. I, I, right now, my, right now I have May. May is when my school, my school told us we'll go back and we'll just, just, we're just, yeah, yeah we're just going I'm just going to take deep breaths yep. until we get to May and, and just know that there's nothing that anyone is going to do to not make us feel. If we if we weren't feeling anxious, we might be doing it wrong. So there's such a line between, you know, being concerned and worried and being panicked, mm-hmm. right? Especially for the adults. We, you know, it's okay. We can't shut it off. We know what's going on. It's our job as parents, especially. We got to be on the lookout all the time, but we don't want to dip into panic because that's just bad for the body. Right, right. Okay, that's just hard on the body. Yeah, you hear that? My anxiety, yeah. a little bit of you, you're okay. You're in the <laughs> yes. right place. A little bit, yeah. Well, thank you again so much. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you uh, enjoyed that talk. If you haven't already heard uh, my last uh, episode with my other uh, psychologist, please go ahead and do that. Um, uh, if you haven't, uh, rate, review, and subscribe, everything helps on Apple iTunes to get this up more and more. And honestly, you don't even have to subscribe. Just listen to the two therapy ones. I I truly think they're very helpful. And so, um, have a great day, night, and everything in between. I'm Allie Ramirez. I'm a first-time parent. Cause I'm a first-time.